The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity FM. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D. from Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. If you'd like to join in the discussion, email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm or call into the program with your questions. Now, here's your host, Rev. Anna Schaus. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host. I want to say a really big thank you to all of our listeners for joining us today. This is our third show. We're a new program here in the fall season on Unity FM. Thank you for spreading the word, for getting um, the news out about us. Uh, we're just thrilled to be broadcasting on the topic of recovery And I am getting great feedback from you on how much you're enjoying the program. Thank you. And thanks also for those of you that are posting on our Facebook page. Uh, Let's keep the discussion going and build up our online community. Every week we do talk about topics that are important to the recovery community with guests who are down to earth, knowledgeable, and innovative. People who are in recovery themselves or who work with recovering people. We bring you practical information you can use and lively discussions that get you thinking. Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place, and if you are a person in recovery from any kind of addiction, if you're a family member or a friend of someone with the disease of addiction, or if you're someone who simply wants to learn more about the process of recovery, we welcome you and we welcome your participation in our discussions. I am a Unity Minister, and I'm trained also in addiction counseling, and I am the Minister of Soul Matters Ministry, which is a consulting ministry. Also, I'm a person who has in my circle of love and friendship many people with the disease of addiction. Those relationships got me started on an active path of personal growth and spiritual development almost 30 years ago, and my spiritual walk is an integration of unity and recovery principles. That walk has changed my life, and it keeps changing it in great ways. So I am quite delighted to have the opportunity to share these ideas with you and to hear what your experiences are with spirituality and recovery. Remember that on every show, we give away a recovery book from Hazelden Foundation. Today's book that we'll be giving away is Walk in Dry Places by Mel B., And Mel is a well-loved recovery author and speaker. He's got over 60 years of sobriety. And Mel also is a Unity student, and he's going to be my guest here in a couple of weeks. So during the second segment of our show, be our third caller or emailer and win this book by Mel B. Walk in Dry Places. Today, we're going to be talking about the topic of recovery as pilgrimage, making the inner and outer journey. And joining me is my guest, Nick Kay. And Nick is a recovering person. He's an addictions counselor and a lover of life. Nick is on a very unique and inspiring trip. He's on an inner and outer pilgrimage. And today he is talking with us from Assisi, Italy. This is one of the sacred places that he's visiting in Europe and the Middle East. And he's going to be sharing with us the people he's meeting, the heart-deepening service that he's giving, and the new depths of spiritual growth that he is discovering. So welcome to the show today, Nick. Thank you for joining us. Hey, it's fantastic to be here. Great. And I'm especially appreciative because I know for you there it is 11 p.m. So... 
thanks for uh, for stretching things a little bit and, and being willing to, to show up at this late hour. And, yeah. Uh, well, if I ahead. could just if I could just paint a paint a picture to the listeners, I'm actually yes. I'm um I'm staying in a convent. Uh-huh. And of course, all of the nuns they're in bed. Yes. So I'm so I'm down in the re- like the reception place, sitting sitting on the floor, and I I got one of the nuns who spoke some English to explain to the mother superior that I was getting this call from the states from the Unity uh, radio station, and uh-huh. you know would they allow me to you know to use their phone? And they were um, you know they just they made it happen. You know, so it's cool to be to be talking here from this from this um from this amazing place. Absolutely, yeah, and and obviously they're very generous and open-hearted and and kind and wonderful uh, people. Are they? Are, is it a Franciscan convent there that you're staying in? Um, actually, the the order is not. Not Franciscan. They just happen to be in Assisi. They've got places uh-huh. all over Italy and South America, and some in Africa as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Well, thanks for describing that for us, and we'll just see that and feel that beautiful energy <laughs> of that place. And and uh, uh, that yeah, they're wonderful people. I had the opportunity, as you know, to try to. Uh, as making these arrangements to talk to them or try to communicate. I don't speak Italian, but they were wonderful. The heart. The heart love came through, even if our words didn't didn't get across too well. But yeah, that's great. Thank you for telling us that. So we're going to hear all about what you're doing on your trip and and what you're learning. But if we could, I'd like you to start out by telling us, in a way, how this whole journey really started, which is when you got in recovery. Because I I imagine that if you hadn't gotten in recovery, you probably wouldn't be taking this pilgrimage. Um, so if you would uh, tell us a little bit about um, what got you into recovery and a little bit about um, that early experience that ultimately propelled you here. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I was, uh, yeah, I mean, I suffer, I suffer from the disease of addiction, you know, mm-hmm. and there's really no two, two ways about that. Um, you know, I don't know. If I was born with it, or if you know, you know, it's there, right? And um, I, I struggled immensely as a um, as a young person in active addiction, and you know, really, really reached a place of um, of desperation, you know, of real of real hopelessness, um, and had no idea what to do i didn't i didn't know about the disease i didn't know about the 12 steps i didn't know about recovery and um i asked you know i i asked for help basically mm-hmm. that's that's where it all started is i asked for help mm-hmm. and i'm just so lucky to have had to have a loving and supportive family that knew i was very sick didn't know what to do and then when I asked for help, you know, they, you know, they, um, you know, talked to doctors and psychiatrists and, and you know, and found, found out about the, the 12-step program. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I was 22 years old mm-hmm. and I went into, I went into treatment and, um, you know, stayed, you know, and I, I was in treatment for you know, for a total of about eight months, you know, doing primary care mm-hmm. um, and then secondary care mm-hmm. and then living in sort of in the neighborhood and sort of being connected to the fellowship and, you know, going to meetings every single day and slowly learning how to live with the disease mm-hmm. and how to live without drugs and then to integrate back into back into life mm-hmm. and so things was, are really different for you then when you started getting in recovery it sounds like as you're saying oh you my, integrated back in oh my gosh i mean the one one thing that um a lot of people don't understand 
is that, you know, addiction is, um, is affecting people in such a way that they, um, they, they lose the ability to live without drugs. And so when you take the drugs away, it's not just, it's not just hop, skip, and jump back to normal life. It's actually learning how to live again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's, a, it's an extremely difficult process. Right. I, you know, working with addicts now, I, I tell them with some experience that this is probably the most difficult thing they'll ever do, but also the most worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how was spirituality a part of... Uh, your recovery, as I know you, as we were fellow students at Hazelden and friends, I know that spirituality is a real important part of your life now. Um, mm. I don't know then, what, uh, how did it fit into your early recovery? Well, you know, I, um, I, was, I was brought up Catholic, mm-hmm. and, you know, when I sort of turned 18 and went off to college and started doing my, my own thing. Um, I didn't, I wasn't connect, I wasn't connected. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't practicing any spirituality. Um, I didn't really know what it, what it was, um, to tell you the truth. And, you know, I, I say, I, I say I'm lucky because I was so, I was so desperate, I was so hopeless that I thought, well, anyth- anything's got to be better than what I'm experiencing right now. And luckily, I went into a, a 12-step program and, you know, counselors and, you know, fellow recovering addicts started to talk to me about spirituality. And... <clears throat> And I just and and again, I you know I didn't. It was just like okay, I'll do it. You know, I'll do it because I want to. You know, I want this insanity and suffering to be over with. So, um, higher power. You know, I'll look for I'll look for a higher power. You know, um, you know, honesty, open mindedness, and willingness. Okay, you know let me start to try and do this. And, of course, spirituality, like, like anything else, is trial and error, you know? Mm-hmm. Two steps forward, one step back, or, you know, one step forward, fall on your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, it, was really, it was really my contact with the with 12-step spirituality that... Um, that in many ways be- began um, began my my spiritual journey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So um, and I know you've explored different paths. I I know that uh, you've explored Buddhism and the twelve steps, and and as you said, uh, I know that Catholicism is uh, still a part of your uh, spirituality, and probably other things. Is that did that contribute to your interest in taking this pilgrimage that you've been open to a lot of varieties or, or how, how do you see spirituality for yourself now? Well, if I can just, if I can just backstep a little bit, um, again, I feel like I was extremely lucky because I entered the 12 step program through treatment and, um, on a weekly basis, a yoga instructor came and did yoga with the patients. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you have in the 12 steps this emphasis of prayer and meditation. And, of course, thinking of meditation, you know, the, the Buddhists and, of course, other, other groups, but, you know, the Buddhists are, are very well known for their, their methods of meditation. So it's like, you know, I... You know, by step by stepping onto the twelve step path, um, it was actually a, a sort of a channel into some of the rich spiritual traditions of the world. And 
again, mine was a process of, you know, I did yoga and I, I felt better. You know, I meditated, I felt better. I went to church and prayed, I felt better. And it was, it was a process, you know, I was honest, open-minded and willing and I felt better. So it was a process, again, of trial and error and then seeing that these things were working for me and then, and then following, you know, following them <laughs> where they went or down the road, you know, and sort of going deeper and deeper. And of course, now, um, eight years later, you know, I have, you know, I've spent a lot of time exploring, exploring these paths. And they really, they've really transformed um, my life and nourished me. And uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm, you know, I, you know, I'm bought, I'm bought and sold on spirituality, really, you know. And all, all of this, you could understand as a continuum, you know, what, what, what started as the first footstep or the first step as you know, a desperate, hopeless addict, Mm -hmm. you know, has, has brought me all the way to the place I am now on my spiritual path, which is, of course, um, you know, visiting sacred shrines in Europe and the Middle East and engaging with the, the, you know, the spirit of these shrines and the, the teachings of, um, of the saints, you know, who these shrines are in honor of. And, um, and really, again, having the same, the same thing, you know, trial and error, but recognizing that there's a real benefit here and it's, and it's nourishing to me and not only to me, but it's nourishing the relationships I have with other people and, of course, ultimately the relationship I have with my higher power. Right. That that's beautiful, Nick. Um, that's beautiful. And who would have thought, right? Who would have thought right. that's where this was going? My yeah. goodness. That's the beauty of recovery. Yeah, yep. that really is the beauty of recovery. And you know, it reminds me. There's this. There's this big, um, like metal or bronze statue of Saint Francis on a horse, mm-hmm. and he's because he originally wanted to be a knight and to win. You know, honor and fame as a knight. And there's a statue of him on his horse with his head sort of in his lap almost, this mm-hmm. posture of defeat. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. coming back from basically an unsuccessful campaign. Uh-huh. And, and it's like, to him, life is over, you know. Right. He's, he's been defeated. Right. But of, co- but of course, his coming, his coming back... Um, started for him, you know, a journey and a life that that is celebrated around the world today. And this is this is this is a hunor, you know, gigantic parallel here for recovery. And that is, you know, we we suffer and literally get beat by this disease. But there's also an opportunity there to go a different way and to really have something, you know, far, far better than we ever thought we could. That's fabulous. Thank you so much. We're going to take a short break right now. We'll be back and finish and talk about this some more, how that works. This is beautiful. So we'll be back in just a moment, and we'll be uh, starting out with our serenity moment, a brief moment to focus on a constructive thought. Uh, Call or email us, and uh, we'll be right back and keep talking about the miracle of recovery. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity FM. Unity FM is an online radio network bringing the message of unity to tens of thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. If you have been served by this programming, we invite you to support it by visiting www.unity.fm and clicking on Donate. Thank you for your support.
Hello, I'm Tom Thorpe, Unity Minister and Faculty Member of Unity Institute, and I'd like to share an upcoming opportunity with you. Next March, you can join like-minded friends for the journey of a lifetime to explore the wonders of ancient Egypt. On this 10-day guided tour, you will see the Pyramids of Giza and the Sphinx, visit the Great Pyramid, and cruise down the Nile River. The trip runs March 18th through March 29th, 2011, and pricing starts at $2,995. Immerse yourself in the realm of infinite possibilities on this exhilarating journey of renewal, profound personal growth, and evolution of consciousness. To reserve your space, register now at www.unity.org Egypt. That's www.unity.org Egypt. I think you'll really enjoy this enlightening journey. You're invited to join host Pamela Whitman for The Miracle Revolution, a program featuring music and guided meditations and teachings from A Course in Miracles. Pamela will share how we can return your mind to the one solution that already exists to all of our perceived problems. God has already given us everything. As we remember that we are joined, we claim the miracles that are waiting to be perceived. The Miracle Revolution, Mondays at 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world, and on 91.7 WLFR, Pomona, New Jersey, on Mondays from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. This is Unity's online radio, the voice of an awakening world. To join the discussion, call us at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. You're listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. If you'd like to share your questions, comments, and experience with today's topics, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. We're so glad that you're with us today. If you're just uh, joining us, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, And our topic today is Recovery as Pilgrimage, Making the Inner and Outer Journey. And my guest is Nick Kay. But before we uh, find out a little bit more about what Nick is experiencing on his trip to the sacred sites of Europe and the Middle East, join me for a moment in the Serenity Minute. We're just going to take a moment to relax and focus on a constructive thought. This is something that we do every program. We let ourselves be refreshed by the Spirit within. So I invite you to join me focusing on this constructive idea. Allow your mind to rest, to be open, and to be refreshed. Our idea for today is, I belong, I am loved. Today I participate in life. I belong, I am loved. Today. I participate in life. Thank you, friends, for joining me in the Serenity Minute. And I know that you are refreshed and that good is coming to you as we take this time to allow ourselves to be open to spirit. And now we're back to our guest, Nick Kay, and we're going to hear more about his spiritual pilgrimage and his journey of spiritual growth in recovery. Remember that we want you to join in the conversation. Call us or email us with your comments and questions. Let us know how you're traveling spiritually um, or anything else uh, that you'd like to comment on or ask our guest about regarding our topic today. You can call 888-55-UNITY. 
The number is also on your uh, screen there on your computer. And or you can also email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. Remember that our third uh, person that we get an email or call from will win our book today from Hazelden Foundation. It's Walk in Dry Places by the recovery author Mel B. And Mel's going to be my guest in a couple of weeks. So, Nick, back to you. You were just wrapping up there before the break telling us about that beautiful statue of uh, St. Francis and how it seemed like when he was defeated in, in that life he had thought he was going to have of a conquering knight that it was really the beginning of, of his real life. So you were talking about how that's a lot about like recovery. So share with us what you've been doing on your trip and uh, what's been happening for you. Sure. Well, um, I... You know, I decided to go on a pilgrimage. Um, and a lot of people say, well, what, isn't that something they used to do in the olden days or you know, during medieval times? Um, but that's actually, I mean, people are going on pilgrimage all the time across, across faiths, across wisdom traditions. And... I had I had gotten the idea um, about five years ago. I was making a I was making a documentary in Africa with my brothers, mm-hmm. and we actually stayed with some Franciscan monks or friars in Ethiopia, and I learned a bit about the life of Saint Francis, and he, of course. Um, went on pilgrimage to the Holy Land. Mm-hmm. And I sort of got this idea like, hey, that's something I'd like to do. And life takes over and, you know, I was working and I went back to school and got a master's degree in addiction counseling and, you know, got a job. But always this idea, this um, desire, really what it is, this desire to go on pilgrimage kept kept surfacing and resurfacing. And after it kept resurfacing, resurfacing for about five years, I said, okay, this desire is not going away. I got to do it. Mm-hmm. And so what I did was I... Um, set myself a goal of a certain amount of money to save each month from my paycheck as an addiction counselor. And after a year, I had saved what I thought the, the, you know, the trip would cost. And I quit my job. Um, and that was difficult to do because I really loved the place I worked and the people I worked with. But I knew that I had to honor this desire to go on pilgrimage. And I, I, I live and work in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I um, flew to England and then traveled by boat from Portsmouth to Bilbao in Spain, and I traveled up into France and um, visited um, a very famous shrine in France and then, and then a few shrines in Spain, and then got a boat from Barcelona to uh, Chidvecchia, which is the port of Rome, and was in Rome for a while, and then traveled um, sort of northeast to Assisi here in Italy as well. And I've been here each each place. I spend sort of five to seven days, and then um, and then actually tomorrow I'm getting a train to Venice, where I'm getting a boat to Alexandria in Egypt. And then we'll be crossing by land, a uh, land border between Egypt and Israel, with the final destination being Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty big trip, but each place that I'm going has a real significance and meaning to me. In fact, actually, to me, in my recovery process. So tell so us. It's actually, yeah. it's actually a pilgrimage sat, saturated in recovery. Tell us about that. What is what are the places meaning to you, and what's happening for you? Okay. Well, you know, so recovery is is a pilgrimage. It's a spiritual journey. 
Okay, at its that's one way to look at it, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, along that spiritual journey, we come into contact with with ideas or principles or people that really change us, that change the way we we look at the world or alleviate some suffering or empower us to, you know, be more awake and alive. And so in my recovery journey, I have come into contact with um, some saints, the lives of saints or the activities of saints or the, the philosophy or principles of saints that have nourished me. And what I'm doing now is I'm basically going to the places where these, where these saints lived and worked and died to say, first of all, to say thank you. <laughs> you know, this is the number, this is the, the, the beginning point, gratitude. Thank you for the help. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Um, the, the second reason for going on this pilgrimage was, you know, to carry the torch, so to speak. You know, in recovery, we are, we are like, we are holders of the lineage, the, the recovery message, and we have to pass it on. You know, we can only keep what we have by giving it away. And so this, this pilgrimage is also a, a way of, of carrying the torch, saying, you know, all of these people who came before me, you know, did, did this and, you know, were honored and moved and changed by the lives of these saints. And so now I have this opportunity to basically carry that, that torch of pilgrimage to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this to carry, you know, to carry this tradition on. And, and then lastly, you know, the reason to go on pilgrimage is, you know, to, to deepen, to deepen understanding, to deepen our, our, our view of, of life and the world. And of course, you know, this all parallels right into recovery because, you know, one, we need to be grateful for what we have, you know, a life free of active addiction. You know, secondly, we need to pass it on. We need to carry this message, this tradition to, to other people. And then, of course, lastly, why do we, why do, we do it? We do it to, to really recover, to really reconnect with, you know, our, our spirit, our, our um, you know, our humanity and and really have our perception have our view of the world change to where you know each day we're more awake and more alive and more grateful for the incredible gifts that we've been given yeah so it's it's a powerful experience that you're connecting with all these people as you said the saints that you've uh, been in gratitude for that you maybe feel have been uh, guides for you or helpers in, in, along your way and connecting with that spiritual community really that, that extends through thousands of years. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, 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 will, I will say I've, I've also, while I was in Spain, I went to um, some, I went to a very um, a very special uh, stupa, um, and of course, stupa um, is a is a is a structure, a monument, a Buddhist monument of sorts that represents um, the enlightenment of of the Buddha. And I went to a um, like a a community, a Buddhist community there, and meditated with them, and you know helped out and worked with them and bonded with them. So, you know, e- even though the majority of this pilgrimage is resonating more with my Catholic, with my Catholic upbringing and these Christian saints, at every, at every opportunity, I'm, you know, I'm embracing sort of the, the perennial spirituality that, that is the 12 steps, right? In the 12 steps, we really, we really have wisdom of the ages coming from all, from all these different places. 
And so really keeping, really keeping that at heart that, um, you know, that my spiritual journey with the 12 steps has, has, has been connected with, you know, the, the wisdom, with several wisdom traditions. And I, that's really important to me. Tell us more about that. What's important to you about that connection across religious expressions? You know, addiction doesn't um, discriminate. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're rich or poor, whether you've got possessions or don't have possessions, whether you're um, famous or unknown, you know, addiction is there, you know. And so, um, you know, Bill and Bob, when they were writing the big book and, you know, working in the early days with, with AA, um, they, I mean, this is, this is, this is a guess, but, you know, they're saying, you know, well, let's, let's use whatever works, you know, to the point where they actually, you know, departed, you know, this is, this is the United States in the, you know, 30s and 40s, you know, heavily, um, heavily Christian. They, they even departed from that and said, you know, we need to let people, um, you know, develop an, you know, a higher power of their understanding and really, you know, really moved in this, this communal grassroots, um, you know, use whatever works mentality that sort of broke down the, bar- you know, barriers of exclusivity, which unfortunately religion can often swing to and have it be about inclusivity. You know, we're yes. including everybody here. And so, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to, to honor, you know, honor that which, which works. Right. That's beautiful. It's really wonderful. And I know that you talked in one of your emails about that ex- a beautiful moving experience you had at Lourdes in France that you mm-hmm. were able to, to bring your spirituality into service. Could you tell us about that, about what happened with you yeah, there? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm here. Um, so Lourdes, Lourdes is famous because um, I think it was 1858, um, a, um, a 14-year-old illiterate uh, peasant girl um, sort of went out collecting wood and came, and came back and told, told her family that she had talked with a, with a beautiful girl who was standing in a cave and of course, everyone thought she was crazy, and they didn't want her to go back. And she went back, and this um, this woman, you know, talked to her over about a two week period. And at the end of it, told her, and everyone was asking um, Bernadette, this peasant girl, who is it? Who is it? And she kept saying, I don't know. She hasn't told me her name. And then on the last visit, um, the woman said, I am the Immaculate Conception, which of course in um, sort of Catholic doctrine is the, the Virgin Mary, you know, the Blessed Mother. And so, you know, since then, people have been going to Lourdes. Um, Bernadette found a spring in this cave, and um, people come and bathe in the spring and, um, and pray there and, um, and cel- you know, celebrate this event. And the emphasis there is really for the sick. Mm-hmm. And it's, what's incredible about Lourdes is the sick have priority, okay? Whether it's in line for food or in line for bathing or in line for some celebration or another, the, the sick are, are front and center. That's really different from how it, it usually is in the world, isn't it? Right. Right, it's totally, totally different, and and there's just something really that just that really resonated deeply with me, and I actually I volunteered there for a week, and you know, you know I did I did whatever they you know whatever whatever they they asked really, and just volunteered my time and put put others before me, and um, you know, and you just you just get something. 
you get something very special by doing that. Um, you know, you you end up, you know, it's like sponsorship. You know, I I often have sponsors say to me, like when the sponsorship uh, relationship begins, they say, "I'm going to get more out of this than you will." And it's this whole idea that even though he's doing something for me, he's going to ben- he's going to benefit more. Because he's given it away. Right. That's service. Thank yep. you, Nick. Thank you. We're going to take a break right now, but we'll be right back. This is uh, such a rich experience. Thanks so much for sharing this with us. And we're going to be back in just a moment. And we'll uh, talk some more with Nick about what's happening for him on this profound journey. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Listening to Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. If you've ever wondered how a specific Bible verse might be interpreted metaphysically, then Interpret This is for you. In Interpret This, Unity Minister Reverend Ed Townley answers your questions about the Bible and how to apply its verses to your life with passion, depth, and spiritual insight. To submit a question or to enjoy any of his numerous metaphysical interpretations, visit unity.org and click on the Interpret This box. Someone once said that inspiration feeds the soul. Hi, I'm Jamie Sanders, host of Spirituality Today here on the Unity FM radio network. Each week, we bring you pure inspiration, empowerment, and insight. Join us as we talk with best-selling authors, celebrities, and some of the most dynamic teachers in new thought and motivation in the world today. Spirituality Today is Unity FM Spiritual Book Club and a whole lot more. Be sure to listen in and open up to the wonder and beauty of all that spirit is in and through you. Spirituality Today with Jamie Sanders every Wednesday at noon Pacific Standard Time, 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to Unity's online radio, bringing you the voice of an awakening world. To join the discussion, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. You've been listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D. If you have a question, comment, or experience with today's topic you'd like to share, Call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. I'm Anna Schaus and I'm your host. We're very glad you're with us today. Thanks for listening. If you're just joining us, our topic today is Recovery is Pilgrimage, Making the Inner and Outer Journey. And my guest is Nick Kay, and he's sharing with us what he's experiencing as he's traveling to the sacred sites of Europe and the Middle East. He's making a a very sacred pilgrimage and growing so much in his own recovery and in his uh, spiritual life. Do give us a call. We'd be glad to hear from you or email us um, and uh, get in the discussion. So now we're going to go back and, and to Nick, and Nick was telling us about his wonderful experience at Lourdes in France and his opportunity to be of service and to give of himself. So, um, Nick, tell us some more about what's been happening for you, any other places that have really stood out for you on your journey um, as you've been making yeah. this pilgrimage. Yeah. Well, you know, one one cool thing has been that that I have met recovering addicts and alcoholics along the way. All right. And yeah, so so I'm not the only one out here doing this, you know. This is um, you know, when when people get into recovery, you know, they get back into life and they go out and they do you know, they do really cool things. You know, that's that's what it's all about. When I was when I was in Spain, I um 
at the at the Buddhist retreat center that I was talking about earlier. You know, within you know within a few minutes of sort of meeting people and get talking. Um, you know, I, bu- I bumped into I bumped into people who were in the program and who you know looked looked after me and took me under the wing and you know drove me to some English speaking some English speaking meetings and um, actually even gave me some recovery literature that I could have you know with me as I traveled and and were able to were able to help me actually in a difficult period of my pilgrimage. You know, it, it, as it hasn't been all um, puppy dogs and butterflies, you know, just, just like the pilgrimage of recovery is um, a series of um, highs and lows, ups and, ups and downs with, you know, with the goal of getting some more stability you know the spirit, the spiritual path, the the pilgrimage is is the same way, and you know something that really that really moved moved me was you know I was I was with these recovering people in a you know a unfamiliar country, and they were able to look at me and rec and recognize that that I was in trouble that I was thinking too much that I was too much in my my head and a little bit isolated and you know gave me some advice took me to a meeting got me reconnected with um, you know with the program because you know I'm by myself in Europe for several months you know this can be a little bit difficult or perhaps even dangerous and um, you know they really they really took care of me mm-hmm that's that fellowship of the spirit that that absolutely that, that heart connection mm-hmm. yeah that's what that's powerful that's really powerful got it got you back into your heart got back into that circle of, of friendship mm-hmm. absolutely yep so what would you say to recovering people you know pilgrimage can look different for everybody not everybody feels called to take a trip uh to europe but 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 we I think we're all called to be on pilgrimage. So wh- what would you say to people about how to recognize the call, or how do you move forward with that? Yeah. Well, the first, you know, the first, the first, the first pilgrimage, the the first steps of of the path is sobriety. Mm-hmm. You know, so you 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 got to get that foundation. You got to get the the foundation of the twelve steps of the spiritual principles. You have to you have to follow the suggestions. You got to work with you know sponsors and counselors and friends, and you know see the disease in your life, and then you know develop ways to to successfully live with it. You know this is. This is step one, stage one of the pilgrimage. Okay. Right. So you got to you got to get clean first <laughs> before you can before you can go on you know an out an outer pilgrimage. You know we're talking about the inner the inner pilgrimage and the outer pilgrimage. Thomas Thomas Merton said that that the outer pilgrimage is a reflection of the inner pilgrimage. So if you're, you know, if you suffer from addiction, the first pilgrimage you got to take is the the is the journey into the truth that you cannot successfully live with drugs or alcohol or food or codependency or whatever it is. Okay, mm-hmm. that's that's the first pilgrimage to that truth. Mm-hmm. You know, second second pilgrimage is is learning how to live free of addiction. You know, working the steps, going to meetings, getting a sponsor, doing service. Okay, once once you come out of of that part of the journey, and then it's this journey, then it's the pilgrimage into life. You know, where you 
you know, you mend those relationships. You you go back to school. You you know, change jobs and start doing what you what you really love or what you're really interested in, and and be able to operate and function in in life. Okay, this is that's that's really the that's really the ultimate journey the ultimate path is to be successful in life and as you start to you know be able to manage your life okay right. be able to manage the day to day you know then i think and this is just my opinion then i think you can you know and remember now this whole time since you got into recovery you've been praying you've been meditating you've been finding that that um that inner teacher, and then you start to be able to hear and listen to that inner teacher, and then and then that that inner teacher is gonna is gonna tell you, you know, what 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 can you like how how can you really be loving towards yourself, you know, because this is this is the real pilgrimage is 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 to love yourself and others okay and right. then once you once you start and are able to hear that 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 message of love to self and others then the the adventure you know really opens up and that's why you know that's why I'm doing this cuz I asked myself what's the most loving thing I could do for myself and it was really to honor this desire you know to say to say thank you to um, to carry on this tradition of pilgrimage to these to these um, these shrines in Europe and in the Middle East. So it's like recovery and and growing spiritually is a way to open up to the authentic self and as you call it the inner teacher, so you can live your authentic life and instead of actually living a synthetic life. If if you're addicted or if you're caught up in as a family member or friend can sometimes be caught up in other people's addiction and you lose your sense of self. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's really because you've because you've made that that inner journey to, you know, self realization or what you know, however you want to to um to describe it, because you've made that inner journey then than this outer, this outer journey, you know, this quitting your job and trekking around Europe or, you know, wherever, whatever, whatever's calling you, you know, you can then, you can then go and do that. Right. That's uh, very powerful. It's, it's, uh, as you said, it's about going into living, really going into real living and, and living at depth and honoring and loving who you are. Mm-hmm. So... That's great. That's a great message for anybody and, and certainly a great message for people in recovery. So what is, how do you think this is going to affect you? You're going to be, you've been on the road since the end of August, and you mm-hmm. told us you're, you're heading ultimately for Jerusalem here actually in, in a few days, I believe. You're going to catch the boat and head that way. So what's, what do you anticipate uh, life is going to be like uh, when this this leg of this pilgrimage, anyway, this outer pilgrimage is completed. How do you think right. it's going to change you? Well, this is the beautiful. This is the beautiful thing: is um, you go on you go on pilgrimage, okay, and you have this place or this destination in mind. You you arrive there, and then in and then an entire you know new path journey pilgrimage opens up um it's not as if it's over you know again it's it's more symbolic than anything um you know the real the real the real pilgrimage is from the first breath to the last Mm -hmm. you know life life is a pilgrimage i guess Mm -hmm. what i'm saying and so um, what's what's great? What I'm really enjoying about what I'm doing is I'm, I've given myself this time to to reflect, and I've been doing a lot of writing, and a lot of reading, and a lot of praying and meditating, and basically trying to go to this deeper place, to this deeper view, and say, okay, you know, this is 
this is this is where you are now where now where do you where do you want to go from here right Nick, thank you so much. This has been uh, a delight to talk with you. Everything you've told us has been so rich and so full. Um, I know that all of our listeners uh, have a lot to think about from this. Thank you for making the pilgrimage. Thank you for sharing it with us. Uh, And uh, please truly give the nuns our thanks for allowing us to uh, be in their community so late at night and, and we bless and love them and send lots of blessings to them and sure lots of blessings to you as uh, you go forward on your journey and uh, as you said this is just one leg of it and I know it's going to open up to even greater greater richness so thanks so much for being who you are thanks for being with us today thank you Anna and I totally support what you're doing I think it's fantastic thank you I appreciate it So thanks to all our listeners, and be sure to join us next week when our topic is Practicing These Principles, Metaphysics, and the Twelve Steps. My guest is Unity Minister and Recovering Person Albert W., and he's going to be talking with us about how um, he puts unity together with recovery. So thanks to everybody for being part of Spirit of Recovery. Keep listening. Tell your friends. Remember that you're a blessing, and I see joy, love, and peace expanding in your life. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Spirit of Recovery with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific for down-to-earth ideas on keeping spirituality in the heart of your recovery. Spirit of Recovery, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington, committed to bringing light to the soul online at www.soulmatters-spiritworks.org. Someone once said that inspiration feeds the soul. Hi, I'm Jamie Sanders, host of Spirituality Today here on the Unity FM radio network. Each week, we bring you pure inspiration, empowerment, and insight. Join us as we talk with best-selling authors, celebrities, and some of the most dynamic teachers in new thought and motivation in the world today. Spirituality Today is Unity FM Spiritual Book Club and a whole lot more. Be sure to listen in and open up to the wonder and beauty of all that spirit is in and through you. Spirituality Today with Jamie Sanders, every Wednesday at noon Pacific Standard Time, 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. The present moment is the point of action in my life my opportunity to create my bliss. There is no need to ruminate on the past or daydream about the future when I can do something constructive with the now. Taking advantage of the present moment is like waking up in the morning. I'm no longer in a dreamlike state. Instead, I'm fully awake and aware of what is before me. Why postpone the life I desire? Right here, And right now, I can begin creating it. That may mean making a business plan, enrolling in school, or moving a relationship to the next level. Whatever my dreams, I can advance them in the present moment. Guided and supported by God, I live my best life now. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word Digital Magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. 
And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>